Welcome to episode 41 of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Speaker, Stitcher, CastBot, TuneIn, and of course, family, we are on Spotify. So I'm Sean. Hello, everyone. It's my show. <laughs> like my whole government. <laughs> Wait. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, nah. What do we call this episode? <laughs> you have a name for it? I. Uh, we have to. We have to circle back. We gotta come back. All right. All right. Shout out to our listeners in the UK. We see y'all. Thank you for listening. So, getting right into the ratchet minute. I want to talk about this. Um. I call him an ESC. That's an extra special coon by the name of Jalil Ade. I think it's that's a Nigerian name. So anyway, he is what he is a safety for the LA Chargers. And he has come under a lot of hot water, him and his wife or wife-to-be or something. I, I checked her IG page and it sounds like she's the wife-to-be. Anyway, um, for a quote saying, here's to having more light-skinned kids. So Evidently, Mr. Ade was at a dinner with some of his NFL friends, and they all appear to be in these interracial relationships. At least I saw a lot of um, 2520s, a.k.a. YTs, um, around the table. And the video was posted on his baby mama's whatever on her Instagram story. So he's just really getting dragged. Uh, about the whole thing because they're all sitting around toasting. They got mm-hmm. some like you do see a, a, a cute little um, fair skinned baby in the video, and um, yeah, I, you know what? I'm just like, you know, how I feel about this whole thing. It's to me, it's a form of self hate, mm-hmm. uh, especially as black as he is, girl. Like, and his mama black, his mama black, there's no, no old doubting that you were you were ADOS or ADOS, which I just learned meant um, American descendants of slavery. <laughs> <laughs> we come up with new shit all the time. <laughs> you were you were ADOS. So what you think about this? I'm yeah, just it's, it's it's a mess. Um oh yeah. you know it's 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 a it's a whole uh, I, you know I just don't I don't really understand stand their thinking mentality, I guess. I just can't see I don't, I don't even know what to say about this because I'm kind of like at a loss of words. It's for, for one thing, it's really disgusting to me because this this man comes from black women, a black woman. It's so obvious. You know? As black as he is. Right. And you know, the thing is with, with dudes like this, they will go back to their white women or their other women and talk about how you know, talk shit about about black women to these Absolutely. white women. That's yep. the kind of that's the kind of uh, black man he is. Now, I'm 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 saying I'm not saying you know I'm against interracial dating or marriages. Or, you know, love is is supposedly love. You know, but if love the person, not because you hate something else. Exactly, and that's what it's a fine line to me because I and I've had this debate multiple times that I'm always questioning. Um, a brother's motives, you know, like, yeah, that's fine. You can love whoever you want. But when you decide to get with the 2520, are you doing it because of some form of prejudice against your own? Or is it because you actually don't see color, which I don't believe anyway, because people, yeah, that's, that's, I think that was Um, the biggest lie ever told when, when white folks say they don't see color. How can you not? 
<laughs> what are you clear? Right. <laughs> how can you not? Do you see? Like, how, how can you not? Yeah. And, you know, you know I, I just never mind that it is, it's a dilution. It's, it dilute, it, what do you call it? Deludes a, it's dilution. So you look at him like, you know, that's a, there's no opportunity for you to look at him and be like, oh, you know, you mix it, you this and you that. Not at all. So by mixing, you are, I mean, you're diluting your genes. And, you know, and it feeds into the myth that all light skinned people are pretty. You know, <laughs> you know we know that's not true. Well, better looking, right? Come on now. Tell the truth, shame the devil. You know, we know that's not true. And it's kind of like, you know, I, I don't know if you've been watching uh Big Big Brother. No, um, I actually haven't been watching. I just kind of watched like little snippets that come on online. And Tamar Braxton is up there, and you know, she's all kinds of crazy. Um, so she was actually, this is probably an older episode because she was actually talking to Lolo Jones, who I think has since been removed from the show because they got into alter altercation. I think Lolo may have hit Tamar and knocked her glasses off. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Say that now? Tamar, you know, she gets into it, everybody. So one, one episode, she was getting into it with Candy. Another episode, she uh, and Lolo were having a disagreement about something. I don't know. But they actually... Um, they got into an argument. They left the room and um, Big Brother actually turned the cameras off because Ooh. apparently there was like an altercation. And, and on this show, Tamar is wearing, he, she always wearing these sunglasses, some sunglasses. <laughs> and <laughs> she got her sunglasses knocked off. What? And, Wait, I, and, I, and I, don't, I see no memes and nothing about this. I had no idea. This is Google. And as a as an eyeglass wearer, you know, I know they weren't actually eyeglasses, but to get your glasses knocked off, it's, it does something to your soul. A little, a little, bit, a little angel dies every time somebody's glasses get knocked off. <laughs> a little angel dies. <laughs> It's very humbling when that happens. It sure is. Especially when you can't see and them <laughs> on the ground. You don't even know where the glasses went. <laughs> Ooh, that'll go down in your soul. Chile. So anyway, so she was talking to Lolo about this new guy that she's been dating for six months. And I guess he's African. Um but before Tamar, he's never dated black women. He's only dated white women or, or others. And so I guess Tamar, I guess this is her thing. She turned him out? Supposedly. He um, went out with Tamar, for real? So, you know, when she was married to Vincent, uh, Vince, he was the same way. He didn't date black women until he met her and married her. So she's like repeating history. And so I guess he takes this as a form of... Um, you know, is she's flattered by it. Me, I'm disgusted by it. That kind of thing is disgusting to me. So wait, you know? so this, so the dude that Tamar is dating, what's his name? Because I think don't he have a Black Panther name? Well, don't I don't, I don't know his actual name, but she calls him T'Challa. Oh, That's <laughs> what for him. I did hear that. I did hear that. I, I was like, you got a Wakanda name, right? <laughs> so she, so so this guy has admitted that he's he doesn't he's never dated. Yeah, uh, yeah, he told her he doesn't date black women. As black as he is, as black as he is, and you know when I when I'm when I meet somebody when I'm you know I'm out and I'm, I meet a guy, if a guy ever asks me if if I'm mixed with something, that is it for me. I that, to me that is such a um, that's not a compliment. 
with you, you know, and and I, I agree with you. And I get, I get, at, especially here in Florida, that's a thing. So I get, I get asked that all the time and I get very indignant and I'll be like, um, my people were separated. So I came here involuntarily. My answer, <laughs> I don't know. I think that's true. Cause I think that, that, you know, that just, you know, um, that feeds into a stereotype that you have to be mixed with something to be beautiful, to be exactly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we it's, know that's not a roundabout way to say with your, with your pretty self, you cannot be all black. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so that's, that's, that's what's going on with her. And I, Tamar is just, I don't, I don't, I, I know I would not be able to deal with her in real life. She is just so much. But another thing she said is that she allows her son to share the bed with her and her boyfriend. Oh, ill. Oh, ill. Ill. For yeah. real? And she cool. said that on national TV? Yeah. Because oh. mm-hmm. he's like, is he five or six now? Yeah, he's probably like, you know, I think he's probably like in uh, maybe kindergarten or preschool. Yeah, that's ill. That's yeah. ill. He's come at age, so. Oh, come on, Tamar. I, I remember watching, um, it was something, but um, Tony was just saying how, you know, people think that Tamar puts on for the cameras, like, that's really her personality. Like, she's she's a, she's over the top with it. Mm-hmm. She's a little over the top, but this this is interesting. And um, so, she, what is she like? A, this is like a rite of passage. This is like something to be proud of, that she turns out dudes. <laughs> like. Sure. And in another year, it's gonna be a whole meltdown about how this relationship didn't work out. <laughs> Bank on it, <laughs> right? Just wait. Put the timer on. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. So I just want to, you know, I, I, I have, I hate talking about number forty-five, but I do have to mention this. So. Number 45 was at the 2019 National Prayer Breakfast in D.C. last week, and he was quoted as saying, and I quote, that since the founding of our nation, many of our greatest strides from gaining our independence to abolition of civil rights to extending (laughs) the vote for women have been led by people of faith and started in prayer. This motherfucker right here. So he pretty much put a purposeful foot in his mouth. Mm-hmm. He always does. So I just had to say, like, do you think that was a mistake? No, motherfucker. No, because he's because at this at this point in time right now, that is exactly what he's doing is infringing yeah. on people's civil rights. Civil rights. The the racist white nationalist says some shit mm-hmm. that's racist and and white nationalists. <laughs> Are we surprised? And we, and we and we better not be surprised <laughs> at the prayer breakfast. This right. motherfucker right here. Yeah. So the abolition of civil rights. I'm like, didn't that didn't that uh abolition didn't that word go out of style in this? Didn't that out of commissions? <laughs> Who even says that anymore? <laughs> slavery times. <laughs> yeah, you done resurrected that word from slavery times. <laughs> It's old English. Abolitionist. I can't with him. So, yes. Um, all right. Moving on. Where are, where are we? We're at the Wolfenets. All right. We're at the Kitten Hills part of the show. we at the Spectacles. Lord knows I need my glasses and you need your glasses too. I sure do. Oh, nobody knock them off our faces because we sure as hell can't find them. I'm about, to, I'm about to get the band put on the back of my eyes. Wait, wait, wait. I for real, I for real bought the chain that you that you used to connect them. So when... Girl, I am like, um, 
I need to get my eyes checked. You know how my eyes are doing right do. now. Oh, I'm looking at my phone today. Please, y'all, can we, can, we, can we please encourage <laughs> Nye to go get her eyes checked, please? Because Something don't ever wrong. ask her to read nothing for you. <laughs> and if it's an emergency, please don't ask her to decipher buy, anything on a piece of paper. I'm, I'm going to buy a magnifying glass. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen them old people that have the, the, their glasses plus the magnifying glass plus the book like right up to their eye? <laughs> like, you need to just go learn Braille because this right here, <laughs> all you, this is going on right now. Girl, you better shut up because I didn't see you. I know. Let me be quiet. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, yes. That's a regular size piece of paper. <laughs> Girl, I didn't tell you. So I put the um the Grammarly uh keyboard on my phone. Uh-huh. Girl, they in, they enlarged your keyboard like twice the size. I'm like, why did I wait so late to do this? <laughs> why? This is like heaven sent right here. I can see. <laughs> Please go get you one of them uh, Walmart thirty dollars check your eyes exams. <laughs> it. Please, I'm scared they're gonna tell me Please. I need bifocals. You can order online. Look, <laughs> you can order from the comfort of your home. Some frames. Please, I, I is scared they're gonna tell me I need bifocals. I is scared, very scared. Think, look, I've been wearing glasses since I was like twelve years old, and back in the day. When you needed glasses when you were 12 years old, they were not the ones, the fashion ones you could they wear. Sure wasn't. I had mine in third grade. They was big and they was burgundy. I remember them. Mine? <laughs> mine wait, I remember them. Mine looked like fish bowls, okay? <laughs> I, got, I had goldfish in mine, all right? <laughs> Real like that. Thank and I try to be cute and I wear them and everybody thought that I had an attitude because I couldn't see nobody. <laughs> so, everybody <laughs> Bitch, I can't see you. I'm trying to be cute. <laughs> okay, this is this is the woke. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Whew. All right, moving right along to the woke minute. Um, I wanted to touch on the recent craziness that Gucci and the other um and Prada have done to us once again and how we're calling for black uh, boycotts of Gucci and Prada. So basically Gucci was selling this $890 baklava, which I actually knew what that was. So it's like the, you know, the sweater that you pull up over your lips, like a ski mask. Okay. So they had this high neck black wool sweater. They were selling it, like I said, for $890. And it resembled the blackface caricature because it had red lips that covered the lower half of your face when you pulled it up. So I just want to touch on the whole concept of blackface because we've had these outbreaks of people painting 2520s, painting their faces. So this actually came from, it was back in the 1830s. It was a white actor by the name of Thomas Rice. He actually became like this mega star because he was performing minstrel shows or these routines as the fictional Jim Crow character who was like this clumsy, dumb slave with black face and the red lips and the white gloves. So this has been a the bane of our history for, um, for years since back in, and I actually think it dates back to before the 1800s. In any case, so Gucci was selling this sweater and uh, they issued an apology after the uh, it was an uproar by celebrities who said that they were calling for the boycott of Gucci. Prada had also, I think, was it early last year, sometime last year, they'd also did this like blackface monkey charm where they had to 
apologies. So all of the products have been removed from the web, from the stores. Um, and so now we have these celebrities like, I don't know if you call Soldier Boy a celebrity, but I, I, I love him anyway. Soldier Boy, T.I., and Spike Lee are now calling for the boycott of the brands until they hire black fashion designers. And, you know, I, I was just taking a gauge of what Twitter, you know, black Twitter is undefeated. So most people were saying, you know, don't, they don't shop at Gucci. You know, I was reading something where T.I. Really? was saying, he spent $1.5 million a year on Gucci products. So he put everything in storage. So really? never mind the fact that I did a podcast with a, Gucci, which a, with a Gucci hat on, but I wore it to the gym. I feel like I'm a sweat. I'm a sweat in it. So whatever. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I think my two cents on this whole thing is that we, instead of boycotting, which, you know, I, I think Spike Lee said we're going to do it for three months and then, you know, to make sure that they hire black designers, that does not guarantee that some insensitive mm -hmm. shit not going to come out. This happens. This is not the first time H&M did it. Mm -hmm. um, yep, a lot of these brands have, have done something. So mm -hmm. hiring black designers, I don't think is going to address what the, the mm -hmm. insensitivity of this, you know, but I'm like, yo, why don't y'all get together and build something, build a brand, you know, T.I. should be ashamed. He's spending millions. Girl, that's a, he went online. I, I saw that. And he was talking about, you know, um, boycotting. This is like a real rich nigga flex. You know what I'm saying? Because the, okay. person, the average person doesn't own Gucci. They don't own Prada. They don't own any of these luxury brands because, you know, most people can't afford it. You know, yeah. and they're not making an impact. And you think, I mean, the people who are buying this $890 Gucci sweater don't give a fuck that... Mm -hmm. We we decided, or y'all right. decided, y'all not gonna buy it anymore. <laughs> so you can't just, afford it anyway. <laughs> you know, so I just, you know, I really think this boycott of thing, it's it's not the most effective way to to create some sort of uh, social. Well, you know, I, I will say that I I did after um H and M um had that t that T shirt. It was like the the biggest, the brightest monkey in the jungle, whatever the hell is that? Yeah, with the little I, boy. Yeah, I actually stopped. Uh, shopping. I haven't shopped at um, H&M since then. Um, so wow. I did my own little boycott. Now, I do say, I know this is serious. Zara, please don't do no shit. <laughs> no, right? You ain't got nothing else. I was watching, did you, have you seen uh, is it Big Mike Trigger Warning? Yeah. Netflix, mm -hmm. where he went for a day to try to just support black-owned businesses mm -hmm. and how hard it was, how difficult it was. Yeah, it really is difficult. I, I think at the end of the day, you know, we don't really have, like back in the day, I would like to think, I, you know, in talking to my grandmother, rest in peace, and, you know, my older family, it's like a lot of the black dollar was kept in the community. So, you know, they had the, you know, the the food and they had, um, Doing you know, segregation. It, yeah. So they, mm -hmm. they really had no choice. So everything was kind of kept in the community. Now they talk about how fast the black dollar escapes the community. Like mm -hmm. it's a matter of hours. And I mean, that's something because really we don't have the alternatives, you know, somehow our monies will always be funneled back to a, a majority black, a majority white owned business. Yeah. It's yeah. very difficult um, to maintain the black dollar in our community. It's because we don't, we don't build and we don't have anything. You know, I think I'm looking at TI and I'm like, I would be ashamed if I sat here and I told somebody I spent a hundred of $1.5 million on a brand, an Italian brand mm -hmm. with a, with a dude that started, it has been dead for over a hundred years. And you, and, and, and you're not building something in the community. 
it, it just, I mean, like I you said, that's one of the You know, Keon exactly. gets on his little um, uh, soapbox sometimes and he starts being all preachy, preachy. But I just, I see him doing a lot of talk, but I don't really see him really walking the walk and doing the work. You know, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm looking at that. Like, wow, you, you, you had a lot to say. Mm-hmm. What you doing? Right, exactly. Exactly. And like, I mean, does that make sense? Like, we're gonna wait until they hire some black designers. So, come on, because they don't. We're not their target market. So, who cares? They don't. They don't care. That's right. That's so what they, they didn't miss a beat with that sweater. They didn't care. You mean to tell me it went through all the editing, mm -hmm. all, all, the, all, all of the, the panels, and yeah, all the models, all the all of that. Nobody mm -hmm. said nothing. Nobody said. You know what? This way might be offended by this. They don't care at all. And charge $890 to show you how much they don't care. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to, I, you know, I boycotts to me like we we need to just we need to build our own. We mm -hmm. need to take a page from back in the day, you know, whether it was the Great Depression era where or in segregation where our black owned businesses, you know, like uh what was Black Wall Street and a lot yeah, of these yeah. places where we were self-sufficient. We don't do mm -hmm. that anymore. And we, you know, I think we have more of the means now to do that because of social media than anything. Mm -hmm. There, um, and yeah, you can, like a lot of the, the, the basic stuff is, is probably going to be hard to find, but there are a lot of Black luxury brands, uh, brands out there. A lot of Black um, companies that are, you know, clothing retailers, um, they sell all different types of products. So we can support our own. You have to do the, the footwork. You have to do some research. Right. You have to do some digging. You may have to do some traveling but um, and kind of go out your way. But there are Black businesses out there that that need our support. Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying in the podcast. We are committed to um, bringing that information to y'all. So yep. our our support Black businesses section is always, you know, we, we want to do things that are for us by us. So mm -hmm. absolutely. Yep. All right. All right. So moving on, I want to hear about this story you had about ICE. Oh, girl. University. <laughs> what in the hell? So, um, I, I, this is the article I came across um, maybe about a week, a couple weeks ago. Apparently, ICE set up a fake university um, and it was part of a sting um, operation to find illegal immigrants here who were, you know, people who were here illegally. So yeah. on the name of the university is University of Farm Farmington, which is in Michigan. And on the website, it advertised as an innovative STEM curriculum that will prepare students to compete in the global economy, blah, 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 blah. But it also um, provided flexible class schedules that will allow people to enroll without disrupting their careers. So essentially it's like a on online classes. Wow. So it was set up in 2015 as a sting aimed at in, um, going after foreign nationals that had come to the United States on student visas. And so I don't know if you're familiar how student visas work, but it's called an F9 visa. Right. You have to be enrolled in school. Mm -hmm. and it lasts through, typically it lasts through the duration of your, you have to be enrolled and you have to get recertified like maybe like every year. So with this university, um, it, the tuition was pretty reasonable. It was like $8,500 a year. But the university didn't have any employees, didn't have any professors. And oh like, what kind of stood out is that there would be nobody on campus. <laughs> nobody. Um, and the, the thing that's really uh, messed up about this is that um, this school was actually on um, Homeland Security's website. 
So if you if you went on their website, you'd actually see like a link and information about the school. So they had about eight recruiters that were recruiting all these, you know, different people to come. And apparently the 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 students knew about knew that it was like this, it was it was fake. So they would just pay their money and that way they could um, apply for these visas and they can stay in the United States illegally. So and it'd been around since 2016, 2015, but once um you know, Trump came in office, they actually kind of yeah. you know, went full force with it and arrested all of these people. And this is not the first time this happened. They, there, there was actually a school in Jersey a few years before that, that um, actually had the same kind of thing going on. I did hear about that. I did mm-hmm. hear about that. You know, the, the, the really sad thing to me is that ICE, if, if we could just go back to the basic meaning of what ICE is supposed to do, it's supposed to protect our borders against foreign criminals. So now they've equated students who come here, you know, trying to achieve that whole American dream, looking for a better life, you know, trying to better themselves, get their education. Now we are equating them to criminals because they all, they came, like you said, they came here on the F9, their visa was good. And, you know, they have to renew, they didn't renew. So their status should be pending, but they should still be allowed to get their education. But now what, um, what, the law has done is made them into criminals. So we made the students into criminals. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's outrageous. And and now this they are it's entrapment. That's the exactly what it is. Made. Because if you if if you know um, Homeland Security is a government uh, department, and if you go on their website and you see that this is a list of schools, accredited schools, why would you think that there's something faulty about it? And and how do you think you maintain? For people to trust, you know, I, I'm I, the American dream is 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 that's a lot of it's a lot of nightmare with it. But how are you supposed to maintain for these individuals who come here, like I said, looking for a better life, and then our government uses fraud mm-hmm. and entrapment and deception mm-hmm. to get them? You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's just like how do you how do you justify that? Yeah, I think that that's the one thing that just really just stuck. Stand, stood out to me about this, you know, is that it was on an, an official government website as an, a, a, you know, as a legitimate school. Just sick. And how, you know, I mean, we already don't trust our government. Mm-hmm. That definitely means you better not trust your government. Right. Yeah. That's- and apparently most of the students that were enrolled in the school were from Indian, were, were from India. They were part Indian. of some, um, this ethnic group called Telugu. Um, so it, it seemed like they were targeted. These these group of people were targeted for this. Yeah, I, I mean, I I we talked last week about ICE and, like I said, the original intent supposedly of the agency was to protect us against foreign criminals, criminals, not mm-hmm. people coming here to to for a better life, for the American dream, to get their education. It was for criminals, but mm-hmm. now it is being used like it's it's like. Um, you know, it's 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 racial profiling. It's yeah. racial cleansing. Mm-hmm. Yep, we talked about last week. Twenty One Savage, who's actually um, um, Jay Z, paid for his lawyer, uh, for his attorney, but he was released. I think earlier, either today or yesterday, he was released. Yay, yay! That I mean, the power of you know when people kind of get together and it's a and it's a protest because that was that was egregious. But mm-hmm. can you imagine yeah. all the non Twenty One Savages who are in the same boat? Or worse, mm-hmm. and you know the the thing that's you know with his case specifically is that you know he had um his uh his renewal was pending 
So it wasn't like he was yeah. running from the law. He was in hiding or he, you know. Right, which is like to these students who, mm -hmm. who got tricked with this website. A lot of them, you know, they have like 180 days or something to renew it. So, you know, it's not, it's not a quick turnaround. This thing can take, it could take a year. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them did have their, um, their application, reapplication pending. Mm -hmm. That's, and that's the crazy part. This is where I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm very much against, you know, making these people into criminals because they're doing what we told them to do, mm -hmm. which was when you're out of status, continue doing, they should continue their education while it's pending because yeah. your application doesn't get approved overnight. Mm -hmm. So I it just, you know, <sighs> Yep. So um, we're, we're a country of immigrants. You know, everybody came here from somewhere, but yet we're arbitrary with how we treat um, the our immigrants here. Yeah, it's and it's it's and it's really based off of your skin color because I, I there are so many. I'm pretty sure so many Canadians uh, that are here. You know, <laughs> that, that blend in, and you probably can tell because he looked like Joe Bob. Western Europe from, you know, from all the Western Europe uh, countries that are here, even, you know, um, Eastern Europe, they're here and they're here illegally. And you never, you never even hear about them. You never even hear that. Mm -hmm. And that's the truth. So, all right. Okay. Moving on. Um, you know, I wanted, this is a little, a little bit different topic because I was noticing in my neighborhood, there's a new cell phone tower that went up. And it just caused me to kind of do some research. And I, you know, I, one of the things that we do here at this podcast is we want to educate, you know, we, 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 we shits and giggles, but at the same time it is to educate. So I, I started researching, um, you know, the, the cell phone towers and, you know, it was just, it was an odd thing that went, you know, that came up. It was like overnight. So um, what I learned is that cell phone use has increased in the United States. So 90% of adults in the U.S. have a cell phone and 50% of kids 10 and up have a cell phone. My, my son included is 10 years old. Um, I remember uh, hearing about, because I didn't even see it when I was there, but Disney World has cell phone towers and they're disguised as trees. So you don't know, they're all, they're all around. So what there needs to be, in my opinion, a movement to protect ourselves from the EMF, which is the electromagnetic radiation, which is the radiation that causes cancer. So, um, you know, one of the things I learned is that your router, it gives off uh, what's called ionized radiation, which is basically like it can microwave your internal organs. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there was a study which um, I read, I, I read the German study. The German and Israeli studies have shown that cancer cases were three times higher for those people who lived within a quarter of a mile of a cell tower. It's crazy. So our our studies, U, U.S. studies, say that there is no connection. There's no connection between the EMF or electromagnetic waves that come from cell phone towers and cell phones and cancer. Yet there are two, uh, and these are first world governments, uh, Germany and Israeli and, and Israel, who have said that there is a three times higher chance that if you live by a cell phone tower, you are three times high, uh, uh, likely to um, get cancer. Mm -hmm. um, wow. Another thing of the finding is that it's more susceptible. Women were more susceptible than men. Hmm, um, yeah, right. 
So, you know, it really, it, it becomes a consideration, I think, for us to really look at, you know, when we're looking at places to live and where we're living and looking at our environment, you want to consider the proximity to these cell phone towers because now they have these 5G cell phone towers, mm-hmm. you know, so you, you, you have to think it's, it's a faster speed. That means there are more, it's more radiation. There are more waves in the sky. So, you know, I, I'm, 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 I've been looking at uh, ways that we can kind of counter this because, you know, there's a part of me that wants to just move to an island that has no phone <laughs> and no, no Bluetooth and no nothing. No board. And you, you know, I would, I, which is crazy, right? Like I can't live that way. But when you think of all of the, all of the bad things that could potentially happen because just by being in your environment, it's scary. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, I have the cell phone blocker on my phone. It's supposed to, cause you know, I find myself sometimes laying with in the bed with my phone on my chest or like laying really close to it, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I, I wanted to get rid of my microwave. It was not successful. And I ended up buying another one. But, you know, I'm just trying to push to be, you know, getting these devices to be more healthier for us Mm -hmm. and to be more aware of of what's going on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is with with, with our cell phones, you know, with with the 5G uh, network, then, of course, you know, we get better service. um, Calls won't drop. But I I think people, um, you know, we do have to be more conscious of, you know, of the the radiation that it's emitting. Um, But also, I just think about how annoyed I get a lot of times when my internet on my phone is running slow or a call drops, you know, it's like a double-edged sword sword. You know, you want the technology so that you can, you know, we live in such a high, a fast paced life, but we can't wait for anything. But at the same time, you know, that technology is killing us at the same time. Absolutely. Yep. It's, 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 it's crazy. So just, you know, family, I want y'all to be mindful. Um, you know, because really the people that make money off of these, they don't care. You know, they don't mm-hmm. care that, you know, your microwave might heat your organs up from the inside out. And they yeah. don't care, you know, how terrible the electromagnetic waves, um, you know, and the radiation is for you. I mean, it's 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 dollars over lives with a mm-hmm. lot of this. So just being mindful, really. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. All right. Moving along. Where are we now? We at the weekend day. Now with no list. No more. (laughs) Handle it. (laughs) No more. No more. All right. All right. So this week was a we got a it's a it's a question from one of our listeners. So I just get right into it and we gonna see. So she says, Dear ladies, I've been seeing a guy for six months. He is really good in bed. He gives head. He likes to experiment. However, I have never come with him. He always asked me how I enjoy sex, so I decided to fake it like all the time. I don't know if it's lack of skill on his part or lack of intimacy or emotions, although I think I'm pretty invested. So after sex, I end up fingering myself to climax. Her question is, should I tell him that I'm faking it? Everybody, so... I had to pause because you and I have to, <laughs> you know how to about this conversation. I, we already know you you have pan, you have patented the answer to this. So <laughs> I'm just gonna let you take the stage. Well, <laughs> well, I have a question. If you're not climaxing, what makes him really good in bed? I don't I don't know. But what? I think She's there is head. I, but is she climaxing doing while he's giving head? It, 
well, you know what she didn't say. So I'm. So I'm, what I really think it is, is, you know, we really can't um, rely on our partners to make us um, climax. It's really something that you have to kind of take control of and you have to tell him exactly what you want, you know, guide him um, to what you want. So part of it is you need to kind of take control of that and tell him exactly what your sensitive spots are, what your pleasure spots are, you know, the places that, you know, get you to where you need to go. But also it's um, it's also mental as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so I know you may like him, but there's something that's blocking that intimacy um, uh, with him. So, you know, you may want to look into that. You know, it, it's, it, this has to be, you know, do both in tandem. Talk to him and like guide him to what, what you want to do and maybe not do it during sex. Well, you can do it during sex. Maybe talk to him, you know, outside of sex or tell him that, you know, things that you that you want him to do, you know, when you guys are together. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, um you know, sex just doesn't happen once you're in the bed. It happens. It can happen all day long, you know, you through text mm-hmm. messages and talking and um, sending pictures and videos. And like that all builds up to um, to the final, you know, to the final act. So you may want to kind of invest more into that. Talk to him about, you know, what exactly you you like and um, and maybe, you know, um, have him. If you have, if, you know, once, you know, you've done a deed and he's climax and you still haven't, why don't you have him finger you, you know, tell him that's, that's a time where you can kind of tell him what you want. Look at you with all this, these gems of this. <laughs> gems I of am well versed in this. <laughs> well, I, I will say this, that I, you know, my advice to her is number one, just stop faking your orgasm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like psychologically that would just build some resentment after a while because you're like, I just this nigga just can't can't make me come. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, you know, everybody is different. Like some women just they really just come easily off the, you know, the the penis and vagina sex. I happen to not be one of those per- people. It, it's it's really difficult. Um, it's not impossible, but. Mm-hmm. You know, others can really just it, all they need is oral sex. That's that's probably the category that I'm in. Not to say that um, penis vagina stimulation can't happen, but it really takes, you know, conversation with your partner outside of the bedroom and really explaining what it is that you like or, you know, what it turns you on. Because it's it's about position. Mm-hmm. It's positioning. So not everybody can hit them walls like yeah. Like they say they can. So, <laughs> <laughs> so having that conversation, like I, I agree with you kind of, and not in the bedroom, like, you know, when y'all are in the throes of it, that's not the time. But like you said, it, it does build up. So it's the text messaging. It's the, it's, it's everything. It's the foreplay that leads up to the actual. And one of the things that should and can be explored is, you know, what gets you off? Because mm-hmm. everybody is different and every woman is different and she's shaped differently. And, you know, the penis is shaped differently. So it it all kind of depends. But if you can have that open and honest conversation, you know, about that stroke, about that stroke, <laughs> <laughs> it can happen. And I agree. Like, and why don't you let him finger you? Because she's like, the, it made it sound like, you know, at the end, after she's, you know, put on an Academy Award mm-hmm. uh, and in performance. Don't do, that. Don't do that. Then she rolls <laughs> over and tries to help herself while he's mm-hmm. probably asleep. This, this is what I'm thinking. So, mm-hmm. like, oh, don't do that. Don't do that because you will end up hating his ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He think he putting in work and whatever he's doing, he think is working, but it's not. Mm-hmm. You know? 
Mm-mm. Nope, you gotta. That's that. That takes like, and I think you know, you and I have talked about this where it used to be a time when you know you didn't want to, you you wouldn't dare have a conversation with him. Now it's like, yeah. look, things Did you need come? to happen. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Scale of one to ten, that's a four. <laughs> before I, I didn't quite get there you know but if you have a the, the good thing about this is that if you have a partner that's open and you know won't take personal offense to it and won't you know um then this is a good opportunity to kind of build a, another connection with him because it's sex yes. sex, and, sex is an act but it's also intimacy as well mm-hmm. and it's it's like it's in your head it's mm-hmm. it's everything you know mentally physically emotionally spiritually it's a it's a it's a full body a full experience so you know it sounds like they're doing well in all the other areas she just needs to stop playing games and be real with herself yeah girl come on we ain't got time too old for <laughs> we ain't got time for uh, we ain't to be faking orgasms <laughs> we ain't got time for that at all we don't like that that shit will leave you so frustrated well, it will we off you that so you know and that's what I'm saying like you build some real animosities mm-hmm. to me especially when that nigga turn over and go to sleep what <laughs> what no you gonna pour some water on his face wake your ass up this ain't no I'm not done <laughs> is you is you done I'm not done. <laughs> He does not finish this at all. <laughs> I want to I go into a deep coma-like sleep, too. Shit. <laughs> I want to get flued out. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm very much, much more vocal now than mm-hmm. ever. And, you know, because you, you, you know, you ain't got time to be wasting those. So definitely, girl, you better have that conversation with him. And it could be so much fun, too. Yeah, but. it is, girl. I love I love the, the whole foreplay thing, the whole precursor to sex. Man, that's such a fucking build up. So by the time you, you know, you reach your man, girl, you are already mm-hmm. ready. You was ready. Train to go. ETG. <laughs> Everything is ready. <laughs> we get clued out. Mm-hmm. Everything is ready. All right. So I, I think we gave her some good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Stop faking it. Yeah. Please. Mm-mm. I'm get a t-shirt to say that. Do not fake your orgasm. Please. There's too many niggas out there uh, going around thinking they, they is putting the killing on something. The not- right. This is right. <laughs> this is what I wanted to say. Like, never mind. It builds animosity in you after a while, but like, yo, this, this is inflated, a lot of building inflated egos. Moment. <laughs> like, like, uh-uh, we we building up niggas' the egos for nothing. Mm-hmm. Girl, he talking so much shit, and then you get to bed like, what just nope. happened? No, no, no. We empowering all these fuck boys out here. No, oh, no, Mm-mm. no, no. Stop it! Stop it! We need to be honest, and you need to be truthful. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Moving on. Moving along. So we are at the I reminisce, I reminisce part yeah. of our show. So this is my week, and I'm taking this all the way down south, well, to the southwest, to Texas, to um, still okay. sipping by Swisher House. I like saying that, Swisher House. Wow. So Swisher. I'm still tipping is Slim Thug, Mike Jones, Powell. Wow. This came out in 2004. Woo! This was my shit. I say this all the time, but this is my shit. From- <laughs> I know you do. 
girl, I love, and you know, growing up, I'm from the South. I didn't appreciate a good Southern accent, good Southern draw, but girl, I love a good Southern draw now. These motherfuckers, woo! I you love it. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, I'm gonna, uh, let me try to rap real quick. <laughs> Don't laugh. Yeah, girl, you sure? Now who looking? Now who looking creep? Oh, now look who creeping, look who crawling, still balling in the mix. It's that six six long dick, slim nigga still sticking your chick. <laughs> look at slip all times when I'm flipping. This is my favorite part. Bar sipping, car dripping, grain wood grain gripping. Man, that's my favorite part. I think I like the six six long dick, slim nigga sticking your chick. Sipping grain wood grain gripping. Girl, that is a tongue twister. Girl, it sound it sound like it. Still sipping on fofos, wrapped in fofos, emptying fofos, I'm back in fofos. Girl, that's my shit. Going on Nintendo. Thank you, Nintendo. That was, that was my shit, too. That was like a time, you know, like they just had a different sweat. You know, I, I'm, I'm not from the South, so I always felt like dudes from the South was real slow. But you know, they was real slick. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's what I love. Talk ain't slow. <laughs> it's just slow. And you know what? You know, being from Virginia, we're you know we're cons- it's crazy because people from the south don't consider Virginia the south, but we are very much the south. But we were heavily influenced by up you know um, East Coast hip hop. So I didn't really get into um, you know down south hip hop probably until I moved down south to Florida and I lived in Atlanta. And that's when I really kind of got into it. But um, uh, down south hip hop goes hard as shit. It goes so hard. Yep, to this day, it goes so super hard. I'm kind of, you know how when I when I listen to these songs and stuff, and I go kind of get into my little mix and go down the rabbit hole, I'm like, I missed out on such good times. You know what I'm saying? You know how you know listen to old school songs and it brings back certain memories. Mm-hmm. Like I wish I kind of had those memories attached to this this new old music that I'm listening to now. But it's all good. It's good. Yeah. So that that was a song. Still tipping. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? When I'm around people with with different accents, I have to catch myself because I'm like an accent person. I'm always trying to I know that you are. You you will talk like the person you're around. Yes, and girl, I will start like mimicking them and and repeating shit. I know they probably think I'm making fun of them, but I'm really not. I'm just I just I just like accents. I've heard you I've heard you do that before. Wait a minute. Girl, when I lived in Florida, girl, I was oh in Atlanta, I was fitting and fixing and girl. Big boss. <laughs> All right. All right. We are now at the support black businesses segment of the show. So we where we highlight a black business, we believe in growing our economy and strengthening our communities. And we desire to build awareness of products and services made FUBU for us by us. So today I wanted to give a shout out to Garner's Garden, specifically their deodorant, which is I actually use it. It's a natural deodorant. Um, It works for 12 plus hours. And the great thing about it, it is aluminum free. So I have been on this journey to like naturalize all my everyday products and um, melaninize all my products as well. So this was like a great little addition. You know, I think we all grew up on, you know, putting the, the Arm & Hammer or the Suave deodorant and it all contains aluminum. 
you know, and what happens with aluminum is that it, it allows toxins to build up. You can't expel them through your pores. It gets crowded around your lymph nodes, which we have all of them around our bodies. And in women, it could cause breast cancer. So, and also aluminum is absorbed by the skin and it can also cause Alzheimer's disease. So I have been really adamant about, you know, in addition to changing toothpaste is also changing deodorant um, and making sure it's, it is aluminum free. So uh, Garner's Garden has a variety of natural skincare products. It was started in 2012 by Philip Garner. Um, and like I said, their deodorant is all natural. They actually have a charcoal one. Um, it is, it, it's the best. So I can, I can personally attest to that. So go to their website. It's www.garnersgarden.com. All right. All right. Right. All right, y'all. Is this the end? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love New Edition. The end of the road. We have. <laughs> so you can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast, and the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, and Spotify. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where That's What I Say 3. You can visit That's What I'm Saying, the podcast, to learn more, send us questions and comments. And, of course, now who do we always shout out? Every week we have to shout out our super producer, Vegas World Inc. You can catch him on Twitter, catch him on Instagram. He has a podcast himself called Hip Hop Now. Thank you so much for listening, subscribing, and liking us on social media. Until next week, take, take care. Take care, y'all.